A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey everyone, I'm Evian Whitney, and this is The Sexually Liberated Woman. As a continuation of what was discussed in the last episode, I've brought my partner and husband, Jonathan Mead, onto the podcast today to talk a little bit more about our LAT relationship. Uh, and LAT stands for Living Apart Together, if you're unfamiliar. Today, we are discussing how transitioning this relationship has been for us both since we've been doing it for almost three months. My, how time has flown and simultaneously dragged (laughs) at the same time. Both Jonathan and I got a lot of questions about our choice to live separately And many of those questions had to do with Jonathan. Like, how does he feel about all of this? Was he hurt when I brought up that I wanted to live apart? Did he even want to do this? Much of the last episode was focused on my story and the things I was processing as I came to terms with making this decision. So in this conversation, you'll get to hear his side of things. You'll get to hear how he feels about living apart together, and also some of the things we've been experiencing and learning about ourselves during this intentional time apart. Also, if you haven't listened to episode 48 yet, definitely do so because a lot of what we talk about here references what was revealed in that episode. Now, this isn't the first time my man's been on my podcast. He's been on to talk about how my sexual awakening impacted him, which is episode four. He's been on to talk about masculine-feminine polarity, which is in episode five. And honestly, that desperately needs an update because a lot of my thoughts and feelings on that topic have changed since then. Um, Oh, and he's also been on to talk about our open relationship, which is episode 11. So it's been a minute since he's been on, and because of that, I wanted to take a quick moment to introduce him to all of you. (sighs) Okay, what do I say about Jonathan Mead? Well... Apart from being my lover and companion of 13 plus years, Jonathan is also an incredible movement teacher and coach who, within his own work, helps people become more free and strong in their bodies so that they can live and feel better. He's got a podcast of his own called Physical Freedom, and I just so happen to be on episode 11 talking all about how movement and embodiment intersects with sexuality and sensuality. 
I talk a lot about my favorite practices that help me get into my sensual body. And Jonathan also flexes his own knowledge as someone who has studied the body and human movement for over a decade. It's a great conversation. It's actually the first time Jonathan has interviewed me, which was a real treat. And uh, you can listen to that episode right now. Uh, Just search for physical freedom wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about Jonathan and his incredible work, and I'm biased, obviously, because he's my man, but his work really is incredible, check him out on Instagram at Jonathan Mead or by going to his website, uncagedhuman.com. I'll also put all of this info in the show notes for you to check it out later. As for us... (laughs) As for our relationship with each other and what we've been exploring in this new phase of partnership, let's just get right into it. Um, Here's a conversation we had over the weekend, actually, where we processed and did a little check-in about our decision to live apart together. Enjoy. Hi, honey. <laughs> Hi. How are you? <laughs> I am doing good. Been looking yeah. forward to this conversation for a little while. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I feel we've been talking about this a lot on our own, but I feel like the podcast coming out, at least for me, has brought up some some questions and just the ability to want to check in, you know? So... Yeah, it's it's kind of weird to be doing this. I don't know why I feel a little awkward about it, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's uh it's something that's a little bit unconventional in the first place, right? So I think maybe there's a little bit of I don't know, self-consciousness around it. Yeah. Certainly not something I hear people do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was pretty shocked by the response that we got um, with the episode. I I mean, I don't know about you, but I was kind of bracing myself for people to be like, what is this bullshit? Like, I don't know what this is, you know, but at least for me on my side, I got a lot of people who were not just curious about this, but also just felt such a, a resonance to my story and our relationship and, and how they themselves had pondered what it would look like for them to live apart or how they have like introduced LAT as um, an option for their relationship, which was really cool. And I know that you got a lot of people who also reached out wanting to just like hear what you have to say about it, right? Right. Yeah. Which, you know, I think I jokingly said to you, like, this is you, this is not what I do. This is, (laughs) this is Evian's podcast. You know, like our, our, I, I think the way, you know, we navigate, um, things online is a little, a little bit different. Sometimes I do open up and share quite a bit of stuff, but, um, I tend to keep my like Instagram and things I, on my podcast, like a little bit more kind of about the work and stuff like that. Whereas the work for you is, is so much of your life. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was funny just seeing the, yeah, some of the comments, people asking me about things and I'm like, Hey, I'm not about to have a whole ass DM (laughs) conversation with you about this. Um, but Hey, good news. Evian and I are recording a podcast about this. So you should probably... (laughs) You should probably just check that out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When you told me that people were reaching out, like some of my people were reaching out to you being like, so what's your take on this? I, I thought that that was really funny because you, I would say that out of the two of us, I feel like you're a little bit more private about our relationship. And um, yeah, it's just, it was funny for me and my brain to think about you receiving those messages and being like, this isn't, this isn't my wheelhouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I just, I I also just kind of want to use this as a check-in point um, for for us because I mean we've been doing this for almost three months, and uh, the circumstances are 
much different um, than we originally planned. I mean, obviously, the coronavirus is a thing that we did not plan for. And while it hasn't really changed the locations of where we're at, like it hasn't changed the the logistics of it, um, it has changed things emotionally, at least for me. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe that would be a great way to just like get into it. Like how has this coronavirus affected or, or shifted things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been hard. It's, it's, uh, a lot less sex than I thought we were going to have this, <laughs> this whole <laughs> thing. Um, you know, that's, that's been its own, its own challenge, but I think we both had our own sort of ideas at least, you know, in some ways I, I think we both were kind of going into it, like not sure exactly what to expect because we don't have any experience in doing this kind of thing you know, right. before, but we had some ideas about what it was going to be like. But then of course, you know, as you have your ideas, um, life happens and, and, yeah. uh, I don't think either one of us could have predicted there'd be something kind of of this magnitude happening right now. And, you know, it Im- impacts, you know, both of us on such a, on so many levels, right? Like we're not able to, visit each other and, and stuff like that. But then also just our, our ability to, you know, take up this space in a way where we're also, it's like we're, we're distancing, but then there's, I think there's this pull to come closer together as well. Yeah. Um, you know, during this time, which has been in some ways, I feel like different maybe than what we expected. Cause we're, at least from my perspective, kind of doing this in a lot of ways to explore our own selves more and, you know, have that time for ourselves, which I feel like we've been doing, but it's just been different, right. Than um, we originally maybe anticipated. Yeah. I mean, I think I should say here for folks listening too, because I'm sure they heard you say, well, definitely having a lot less sex and it's like, well, isn't that what you're signing up for in terms of an LAT? But I think that we originally planned to see each other at least once a month at the very, very least. And um, the fact is, is that because of uh, this global pandemic that's happening, um, we haven't seen each other since February. Um, And I mean, we've been talking to each other every single day, but we haven't had any physical contact. um, And that makes things difficult. And also, you know, what you bring up about how, I mean, I remember when we really started talking about this and and looking at the logistics of this, we both kind of said, you know, maybe it would be nice for us to like not talk for like not talk to each other for like three weeks, you know, like to really give ourselves that space. And um, yeah, all of that stuff has kind of flown out the window because you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air. I know my anxiety has been fluctuating throughout this process. And I know that you've been wondering and worrying about me and, and vice versa. So yeah, the, the dynamic has definitely changed in that regard. Right. Yeah. It's, it's such a curveball, you know, um, and it has its own ripples right throughout every other area of our life that you know of course we could talk about that part but then you know just the the uncertainty and the anxiety and you know not being sure what's going to happen and not even not being sure like how to plan for anything either because you know it's something where we don't we don't know when we are going to be able to see each other again that's been right challenging in its own way and right yeah it's it's been hard yeah cuz i mean at least we could point to a calendar and say okay in 7 days or in 2 weeks i'm going to see i'm going to see my man and like right now it's one big question mark like this could go on for another month you know um and 
I'd be lying if I, if I hadn't thought many, many times, um, that I'm just going to jump on a plane or I'm just going to have you jump on a plane, like coronavirus be damned. But, you know, we both want to be, um, responsible and respectful of the stay at home ordinances. And yeah, it's, it's been, I've, I've missed the shit out of you. I really miss you a lot. Yeah. I miss you a lot as well. And this, uh, it's one of the hardest things. Like I feel like I've ever done. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and we were talking before this too about how like, Hey, would you have still done this or said yes to live this living apart thing? If we knew that the coronavirus yeah. was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's like, it's a good thing we did before this because maybe we never would have done it you know yeah i don't i don't if i would have known that this was coming i would i wouldn't have done this i wouldn't have done it i would have maybe stayed in portland yeah i I probably would have stayed in portland longer um so in some ways it's like a a blessing (laughs) that it happened when it did but also it just it's it sucks it's bittersweet you know yeah but we've learned a lot. I know I've learned a lot through this process. What have you learned? Well, I've learned a lot about who I am, you know, as as my own individual. I think that when you are with someone for as long as we've been together, over 13 years, you become pretty enmeshed in that other person. And a lot of your sense of self and your identity comes from being a partner. Mm. Um, And the ways that you show up for that person, like even something as simple, like I'm going to clean my house for me, you know, Mm. not because Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I want to make sure that I'm like, you know, keeping the house nice. Cause like, it's going to make Evie unhappy or that I don't want her like she's stressed or she's not doing all these other things. So I want to like do these things to take care of her, which can be its own beautiful thing. But, um, you know, getting to know myself and doing things for myself has been really interesting. And then also realizing like the ways that I um, kind of, I'm not, I guess, happy with who I am sometimes. And Mm. before I could, I could blame that on you. You know, I could blame that on like, (laughs) God, Evian's in the mood or she's just like, you know, and that's why I have this response right now. Like, that's Mm -hmm. why I feel the way I do. And then you're not there. And I'm like, these same things keep happening. And I'm like, oh, Mm. that's actually just you. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. It's like, you're finding that you are responsible for your own experience, you know, like, and that it's not, it's not dependent upon someone else because I I've latched onto that too, you know, thinking that some of the things that I don't like about myself have been activated because of an, of a conversation that you and I have had or something that you did might've activated something in me. You know, it's really easy to, to point to outside like external things, but like when you're all by yourself, when you're sitting all alone in your own apartment and you have no one else to blame, but yourself, it's like, Oh, maybe I'm the problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe I'm the source of my (laughs) suffering. (laughs) Right. And that's uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. Just realizing that. And then like, okay, well, what do I, yeah. What do I, what do I do? And I mean, for me, it's, it's been a, a good invitation in, practicing how I want to be with myself and how I want to meet myself. Um, you know, how do, how do I, what kind of energy do I want to hold myself with? And it, it's with compassion. It's with kindness. It's with, you know, standing in my truth and, and those things. So that has been a positive from it too. Yeah. Is getting, getting more clarity around that. Um, 
because I mean, yeah. And then we're, we're, that's, we're living apart. Right. And then that's exacerbated by the quarantine and social distance. So it's like extra time. Right. <laughs> um, to be with yourself. So you can't, you, you can't go out and distract yourself with social no. things right now. You can't happening. run from yourself. <laughs> like there's literally nowhere to run. Like, you know, you have to be inside, you know? So, um, I actually want to ask because one of the questions that I got a lot from people, uh, was how does Jonathan feel about all this? You know, because when I rolled this episode out, I focused a lot on my perspective and my story, which was intentional. I, your story is not my story to tell. Um, and yeah, a lot of people were like, okay, all this is great, but like, how, how did Jonathan feel about this? Like, cause it wasn't your idea. It, it was really facilitated and instigated by me. So, um, yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you feel about all this <laughs> that I put us into? I got us into this mess. <laughs> I mean, at first it was pretty scary for me and it was hard, you know, it was hard to believe that the reasons that you're doing it were purely just those reasons of wanting, you know, time and space to explore yourself. And there wasn't something more about your happiness in our relationship or your desire to be committed to our relationship. And that was hard for me. It was really hard. Um, mm -hmm. for a while. And then over time, you know, as we're talking about, okay, here's how we're going to navigate this. And here's what we're going to do if this comes up and, you know, all those things like, and I was able to still see that, you know, effort and, um, sincerity on your part, that's kind of quieted for me. And I was able to start to really open myself up to, okay, well, what, what could this time mean for me? You know, I think one of, one of the things that, um, <laughs> that is something I think that's been a constant in our relationship is I am usually the one to kind of shake things up or, um, you know, instigate, uh, let's, let's try different things. That could be as something as simple as a diet or it could be, you know, non-monogamy or, right. Or whatever. Right. Um, I've been that person. So I'm kind of used to that and used to that adaptability that comes along with that. So it was actually kind of nice to have you instigate something and, <laughs> And then me get to be like, oh, cool. I like this. I like changes. I like trying different things and experiments. And I don't have to try to convince you, hey, let's get on board, you know, with this thing. It was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because you, you're like, you're the mover and shaker in our relationship. Like I'm, I'm such an earth sign. Historically. To my core. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Historically. I, well, yeah. That might be changing. But I mean, it, in terms of our, in terms of our relationship, I've always been very grounded, very traditional. Like when I have a set of traditions, I stick to them. Uh, and so traditionally, you've always been the one that has shaken things up, has like thrown wrenches in, in plans and have made us both like adapt and, and rethink the ways that we show up, not just in our relationship, but in the world as a whole. And so being in this position, this new position where I'm the one that's like bringing up the change and like shaking the foundations of our relationship. Um, that was interesting. I don't want, I don't like this part. Like I, I would love to you keep like you. No, I don't. I'm like, this is, this was fun. This was a fun run, but like, I, th I think that uh, this is the last major foundation shaking decision I'm going to make in our relationship. I, I'm going to give that crown back to you. Well, I appreciate that you followed your truth and, you know, took a big risk, right. To, to instigate this because it is risky, 
you know, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't want to do this. And then that could have created a rift between us. So, I mean, yeah, that's real. You know, what's crazy is that like, I, I, it never even crossed my mind that you would say no. And I don't know what that means. Like, I just, I don't know (laughs) if it, if, if I was just in my own, you know, frame of mind and I was just so set on doing this that I just just overlooked that. I I don't know if it was about you. I I guess, I don't know. I don't, I I really can't pinpoint that, but it never crossed my mind that I would bring this to you and you would be like, nah, I'm not really interested. Like let's break up then because that's not the kind of relationship that I want to have, which is interesting. You could have done that. You, you could have easily done that. Why didn't you do that? I'm curious about that. I mean, well, I didn't want to break up with you, so that's the the reason. That's a pretty simple. That's a good reason. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good reason. And I mean, this this has been a really, despite all of the stuff going on and all of the challenges, it has been a really rewarding experience for me and um i have really appreciated having this time um for myself and and to prioritize myself and to have the space to yeah get just get to know me again and and then like i believe that when we come back together it can be from a place of not just like hey let's let's keep kind of continuing everything that we set in motion from the first time we met, you know, mm-hmm. but to create a new chapter. Right. Cause I think the, the way that we were going, we were kind of in our own little template, you know? Um, and I think yeah, we, it was comfortable. Yeah, it was comfortable. We were, we got very comfortable with that and there's nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Comfort is nice sometimes, you know, Yeah, and I appreciate comfort as well, but like sometimes it's also nice to like experience a little bit of uncertainty and, you know, trying something new. And like, if you just go to the same you know, Thai restaurant and you get your pad Thai with like veggies and no eggs, like mild day, like day after day, it's like kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned uncertainty and that was the question that, that came up, um, from people who listened to our last episode, you know, someone was asking like, how do you find peace? with that uncertainty? Like how are we finding peace with that uncertainty? Because I mean, it's possible that at the end of this, um, this sort of time limit that we've given ourselves to, to live apart, that we may decide that we don't want to be together anymore. Um, or that, you know, one of us wants to keep going and the other one doesn't, you know? Um, Yeah, I'm just, I've been thinking about that obviously a lot, especially because the coronavirus and just the shutdown of the world has really dampened my own uh, visions of what this was going to look like for me. Like I was going to jump into work. I was going to be traveling a lot because I I had a lot of gigs that I was really looking forward to. I know that you were going to be doing the same. And um, while I'm I feel like I'm able to make the most of this experience. It also feels like I'm kind of getting uh, the short end of the stick with that. And um, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah, I think you are because I think out of this, I was kind of desiring this more kind of internal experience and like focusing more on my like internal self and work and, projects Mm. and things like that and going into like kind of like a bunker which is kind of Mm. (laughs) like what this whole thing is is kind of forcing people to do whereas I think you were so excited to be in LA and like frolicking in the sun and like (laughs) meeting with friends and like going out for coffee and then like 
you know, like doing more stuff, like I'm sure like internal stuff too, you know, but you were pretty excited about that stuff. How are you finding peace with the uncertainty in this moment? I mean, I think that for me, it really comes down to the ultimate kind of uncertainty and being at peace with death, being Mm. at peace with, you know, there's so much of life that I, I can't control. Um, and that's something that's always been something that has kept uh, our relationship really alive and fresh for me is keeping that perspective of realizing like I could die tomorrow. You could die. You never know. And mm-hmm. I'm going to appreciate the fuck out of this while it's here. Um, and even just thinking about it right now, it makes me even more appreciate this conversation that we're having right now. And, you know, um, that's, I guess, part of how I deal with the uncertainty. Um, it's just, I guess, accepting it, accepting that that's the ultimate uncertainty and, God, it's, it's a miracle that I'm with you. Mm. Um, it's a miracle that I'm alive right now. (laughs) You know, I don't understand it. Um, it's a mystery, but I'm Mm. appreciating and enjoying it right here, right now. Yeah. I think that's, that's been one of the things that I have been learning about myself through this. Um, not even just through this, LAT experience, but also, you know, being on lockdown um, and not really knowing when that lockdown is going to end is that like, I have some serious control issues and um, there's a peace in some ways in saying I'm not in control. Like my, my job, the only job that I have is to enjoy every single moment of my existence and to just trust that everything is going to work out in the highest good for everyone. And I think that's the thing that I've been trying to focus on through this experience of living apart with you that like, sure, it's possible that we could meet in August or September or whenever and say, you know what? this was a good run. We had a great time. And this is, this is where our, our paths, um, end, whatever, um, that may happen, but I don't, if, if that does, like I want to squeeze every ounce of joy and love and pleasure and companionship and intimacy with you as possible, you know? And at the same time, recognizing that I don't have control. Also recognizing that there are things that I do have control over, which is I want to fucking be with you, you know, like right. I can't control your response. You know, I can't control, you know, you coming to me and being like, ah, I'm not into this anymore, but I can control at least like my own intention. And my intention is to be with you because I love being with you. I love being in relationship with you. And, um, that's something that I've been coming back to throughout this time being apart from you is that like, I, I, I love who I am alone, but I also deeply, deeply love who I am when I'm with you. And, um, yeah, I I love being in relationship with you. I, I don't want to not be in a relationship with you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way. I mean, it's like, there's so many things I can't control. Um, you know, of course I can't control you. I can't control what happens in the world. I can't control necessarily if one of us got sick or in an accident or, you know, any number of different things could happen. But what I do know is I also want to be with you and there's no one else I'd rather be with. And... Mm. I, 
I've loved you since the moment, you know, we first met. And if, if anything is kind of like that stayed constant with me, um, you know, throughout this whole experience is yes, I value my autonomy and freedom and I appreciate that so much. And I actually, this experience has made me realize how I want to intentionally create more space for that in the future Mm. Um, and create more kind of like structure around that. So I can have that more, but to me, that's only going to make me come back like loving and appreciating you more. And, you know, I guess the other thing I was going to say is that something that's been pretty constant since I met you is I've always, you know, even in spite of our kind of explorations in non-monogamy and, you know, different unconventional ways of being in a relationship, living apart together now, um, I've always still kind of maintained that hopeless romantic kind of part of myself yeah. that wants to be like 95 years old, like, and we die in the same bed together. Bitch, I'm going to be dying at 120, 120. So right. catch up. Cool. <laughs> Sounds great. Even better. Just, our anyway. faces will be like unrecognizable. Though. So like turning into like, I don't know, cake little raisins or something. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's not true because black don't crack. And when I'm 127, I'm going to look like 75. So, you know. Okay. Well, I just need a lot of moisturizer. (laughs) I'll just like Uh, live in a room full of shea butter. Oh my gosh. You were making me emotional just now though, just hearing you talk about you being a hopeless romantic, because I think that that's one thing that I feel like this distance is shining a light on for me is that, as you said, like I love my autonomy. I love my independence, but I also really love being your partner. There's so much joy and my life is, is made fuller because of the experiences that we have together and and the things that you teach me and the things that I teach you you know it's it's such a beautiful uh exchange and collaboration of of partnership and and I love that um and it's been really fun actually to explore what that partnership can look like from a distance you know because I feel like I'm getting a chance to see you in a different light and to be reminded of your hopeless romanticness, you know, um, where I don't think that I, I think that because we've been together for so long and got comfortable in our own routine, you know, I, I, I wasn't really paying attention to that stuff, you know, this is crazy. (laughs) Just talking about it. Like I have these moments where I'm in my apartment in LA and I'm like literally looking at the blue sky and trees all around me. And I'm just having this moment of, wow, I'm here. And Jonathan is not here, you know? And after so many months of thinking about this, talking about it, it's, it still trips me out that like, we're doing it, you know? Yeah. It trips me out as well. I mean, in some ways, like when we were talking about this six months ago, I wasn't sure if this was possible. I mean, I I knew anything is possible, right? But I wasn't sure how this was going to work. And so to see it working the way that it's working, it's just, it's a trip. It's so crazy. It literally, this literally started with an idea or a thought that you had in your brain. A year ago. Yeah. That's how it started. And now this is, you know, fundamentally change the landscape of our lives. And I just want to celebrate you 
having that thought and saying yes to it and um, owning it and that you through that have manifested this right now. Oh, that's huge. Thank you, man. I'm so emotional today. I've already cried twice. Um, thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, especially as, as a black woman taking those risks, um, and kind of going through that evolution that is uncomfortable, you know, like that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I, I think about that a lot, as you know, one of one of my pilgrimages uh, is throughout this process, connecting more with my spirituality, connecting more with the land and my ancestors, because my people, um, like my, my family, my extended family are from the LA area. And so being here in neighborhoods that I've been to with them and um, smelling the same air and, and seeing the same foliage that that I grew up seeing. Um, it's been, it's been a really beautiful experience. And also just thinking about the fact that I'm doing this, um, and thinking about the, the many, many people in my lineage who wanted more freedom, you know, who wanted to say, I need some time away from you, perhaps not quite this extreme, um, perhaps just for a day or a weekend, but just didn't get the opportunity to do that. Didn't have the privilege of being able to do that. Um, I've just been feeling so much gratitude and even some, some praise for my own ancestors for, for them being able to witness me living this, you know, um, because through, through me, they're getting this experience as well, you know? Um, and yeah, it is, it is, it's, it's quite, it's quite radical in so many ways, in so many ways. But in particular with that, like for me being a black femme, living on my own, able to sustain myself with resilience and, and strength and tenacity, um, paying, paying my own rent, uh, <laughs> you know, like that, that, the, this is big. It's, it's really, really big. And I, I appreciate you for giving me the space that I needed, wanted, um, to experience this, you know, to experience this feeling yeah. of like every day I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, Evian, you're here. And like, you're doing it by yourself, you know, Whew. you're doing it. It's rat. I mean, it's radical in so many ways when you think about how many, women and femmes that have wanted to do something like what you're doing either in the past or so many right now that couldn't or can't or are afraid like your example is is a symbol of something that is possible yeah yeah I do want to just speak into the room, you know, just how much privilege we have to be able to do this because um, living apart together is not cheap. Um, right. We essentially have two households. We have two separate uh, utility bills. We have two separate rents. And I think that's that's one of the one of the bigger reasons why a lot of folks don't do this because they just can't afford it. You know, I mean, I mean, the other reasons are like, I don't know if my partner would like allow me to or would be down for it or if our relationship could last in that sort of dynamic. But I mean, the money factor is, is a big one, you know? Yeah, the money part is huge for sure. One question that I got, too, was about family. And I, I would love for us to talk a little bit about how our families uh, responded to this decision. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like your family didn't really have all that much to say as much as my family did. Like my mom had a lot to say about this. Your mom was freaking out. Um, <laughs> she still she's is. still, yeah, she's still <laughs> freaking out. But oh, yeah, my family, um, my mom was like concerned, but she kind of got it, I guess. My, my sisters were pretty supportive and, 
was like, cool. It sounds like some, just another one of the, you know, unconventional things that you would do. <laughs> is that, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Your, your family was pretty chill. They were just like, okay, that's cool. Like, is everything cool? Everything's cool. Okay, good, great. We support you. Yeah. But your poor mom. My, my mom. So my sister was very, very curious and, you know, she asked a lot of questions, but I think ultimately she, I, I feel like I am to my sister who you are to your family. Like my sister has always seen it, at least in our, in our family, like I'm not nearly as much of a risk taker and rebel rouser as you are. Um, but for my, for my family, I'm, I'm the one that's like sort of like the anarchist. Like I'm always breaking tradition in some way, shape or form. Right. So I think my sister was kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, I trust you. If this is what you want to do. Um, my mom though, my mom was really, she had, and I feel like she's still having a hard time wrapping her brain around this. I mean, she is a traditional monogamous Christian woman who believes in the sanctity of marriage, uh, believes that when you unite as one, you are one unit, um, that that bond is unbreakable by God. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, she, she um, we had several conversations. I had several conversations with her where she was almost near tears being like, there's something you're not telling me. Like for her, what she thought was going on was that you and I were actually separating. Right. Like having like, like we were actually breaking up, but we just didn't have the heart to tell her. And so this was a way for us to sort of right. rip the bandaid off very slowly. And I had to keep reassuring her like, no, I promise you, like if anything else was going on, we would never blindside you in this way. Like we are so good. We're in a great relationship. Um, we just, we just have to do this, you know? And I don't think, I really don't think she, she even listened to the episode and I asked her about it and, um, you know, hoping that it would give her some clarity. And I, I, I don't really think that she still understands it. I don't know, man. I mean, her, like <laughs> her paradigm, it's so, you know, like based on the way I grew up as well, like in, yeah, you know, that you're supposed to find one person. It's definitely supposed to be a man and a woman. Um, and yeah, you get together, you have kids and you live together for the rest of your life under the, the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, yeah, what we're doing it, it's so out of the box that I think it's hard. I think it's hard when you've grown up that way your whole life to embrace or accept something so different. It just seems like. I don't know. The only way it would make sense is if you were like not telling me something. Right. Right. You know, and I, I had to swear up and down and tell her like, everything's fine. I promise you, like we're, we're not going to blindside you. I, I still feel like I have to do that to this day. Um, and, and I, I don't, I'm not resentful of that because this is a lot. It's a lot for someone to wrap their brains around, especially my mom who has seen, our relationship since the day that it, you know, started, you know? So for her, I think this is just very, very different. Um, and, right. but she's supportive at least. I mean, she's supportive while not really fully understanding what's going on, but, um, I know that we have her respect and, um, and that's, that's enough for me. She don't have to understand it. I just want her respect and, and her support, you know? Yeah. She's always, been good with that. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm grateful that our families can give us that space and to allow us to be the individuals that we need to be, um, as best, as best as they can, <laughs> you know, I'm grateful for that too. Yeah. Um, let's talk about sex for a second, because I know that like we had some stuff that we were going to be doing. Like we were, we talked about the potential of, of opening our relationship during this time so that we could each get our sexual needs met. And now the coronavirus has happened and we're literally not allowed to like even hold hands with someone. Um, but yeah, like I miss Dick so much. Like I, I miss having sex with you. I miss your penis in particular. I miss laying naked with you. Like I miss having sex with you so much. Yeah. 
it's killing me. It's not <laughs> it's right. It's killing me. It's not right. I know. <laughs> I was I like, I was telling you a few days ago, this I think is, is the longest I've, and it kind of makes me a little bit sad to say this in some ways, but it's just the truth. It's been the longest that I've gone, I think, without sex since I first had sex. So, I mean, that's been hard on its own, but yeah, I, I miss, I miss all, I miss all of those things, you know, having sex with you and just laying there the time, you know, before having sex and the lead up and like <laughs> all of the parts of it. Um, it's fucked up. I like, know. Fuck, fuck you, coronavirus. I know, because by now we would have been had sex with each other. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe a few times. Like we would have seen each other a few times by now. And it's it's really frustrating that that hasn't happened, you know? Yeah. We should just pour one out right now for all the all the sex that has not happened. I know. All all the sexual intimacy that is unable to happen between us right now because of uh that Rona, you know. It's not right. It's not right. It really isn't right. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to when we can see each other. Um when I can have physical contact with anyone again, but particularly with you. Yeah, we're going to have to get caught up, make up for some lost time. We are. We are going to have to get caught up. I mean, one thing that I will say is that this time is really, I appreciate this time in so many ways as we've been talking, you know, about for the last almost hour. Um, but in particular, I really appreciate what it's showing me about my own sexuality being away from you. Um, I, I appreciate how this distance and this time apart from you is showing the ways in which my sexuality has been deeply healed and the ways in which there's still more healing to be done. And, um, like I, I find it really fascinating and I don't want to get into this all that much cause I'm still processing it, but I find it really fascinating that, um, I feel much more sexual, uh, when I'm apart from you and at first glance, I would think, oh, it's just because, you know, I really miss you and, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, absence is making my lust grow stronger. But uh, when I think about it more deeply, I realize that my sexuality is more present in my life right now because of the fact that it feels more safe to be expressed and that the lack of safety I feel is manufactured within my own head. Um, because you are an excellent partner to me and, and there are so many ways that you make me feel safe, but it's just really shedding a light on the ways in which there are still parts of me where my sexuality, my sexual energy doesn't feel safe to be explored with someone else. And I'm grateful for that, like that insight because it's helping me to get really clear on how much more healing needs to be done and how I want to feel the same goddamn horniness when I'm sitting next to you. Like it's, it's great to feel that it's great to know that like, Oh, I'm, I'm not broken. Like there's nothing wrong with me. I do in fact have a sex drive. It's just that my brain and the traumas that I've experienced are getting in the way of that. And they become flared up and activated when I'm in space with you. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really grateful to, to be learning some valuable lessons about my sexuality during this time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm grateful for that too. I mean, I think about your, and I think we were talking about this on the episode we just recorded on my podcast about how, you know, there's these kind of foundations of your sexuality and it, without addressing them, you know, you're kind of just like covering them up. And that to me, like what you're talking about is it occurs to me as the more you feel safe with yourself, then you can source that safety in yourself to be able to then open up to whether it's me or another partner. Um, and I think that's massive. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you're having those realizations and that you're, you know, you're sharing it with me here. Like, and we're processing this. It's kind of crazy. Um, 
you know, with all the listeners right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I honestly forgot that we were even recording a goddamn podcast. It's just, it just feels like we're just talking to each other, but thousands of people are going to listen to this. So (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. This is, see, this is my, this is my work. This is what I do. This is my wheelhouse, you know? So welcome, welcome to my world, everyone. I know (laughs) your, your level of openness is and vulnerability is very admirable. Oh, thank you. I don't know if I had anything else to add about that, but yeah, I guess yeah. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this too. It's, we've learned a lot and we're still learning. And I feel like, you know, there's no, there's no ending here really. It's like every time someone asks me, my mom in particular, so when are you and Jonathan going to live together again? I haven't even really given her a date yet because like, even though I know that you and I have had a date set together, I just don't want, I want to take this day by day. And, um, and that's, that's what I'm doing. I mean, we haven't, we have an end goal and, and we have something, an intention that we're coming to, but every day is different. And yeah, I just, I'm enjoying the spaciousness we have apart from each other while also enjoying the spaciousness around needing to figure out the next steps right now. Yeah. I mean, that in and of itself has been, I feel like if you want to talk about something, you know, you were bringing up about uncertainty and navigating that, like that's a, that to me is like a beautiful expression of that, of resting in that uncertainty of, yeah, we have some ideas and we have a kind of uh, some intentions, but we also want to keep it alive to whatever is going to be, you know, best for us as individuals and best for the relationship. And right. Yeah. You know, that is the priority. And if we're like too attached to the, you know, this is the plan, then we could smother that. Right. Um, so well thank you thank you honey for for being such a supportive partner through this i know that the road that we that we took to get here was rocky and challenging so a few yeah a few bumps along the way <laughs> we we had we had a lot of bumps along the way um but i yeah i'm i'm grateful to be journeying through this messy experiment with you thanks i'm grateful to be on this crazy beautiful uncertain and also wonderful ride with you too i love you so much and i miss you a lot i love you too and i miss you a lot This podcast is produced, edited, and designed by me, Evian Whitney. Find me on my website, evianwhitney.com, and on Instagram at evian.whitney to keep up with me and my work. The Sexually Liberated Woman is made possible with community support from each one of my very special patrons on Patreon. I literally couldn't do this without you. If you want to help sustain the sexually liberated woman, go to patreon.com slash SLW podcast and become a patron. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple podcasts. It helps others find the show. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you in the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.